Welcome again to the California Work Comp Report. Today we are on part two of our series on head injuries, discussing the first AMA Guides chapter pertinent to our discussion, which is chapter 11, Hearing Loss, Tinnitus, and Vertigo. Dr. John Alchemy will give us a rundown on how to spot them and how to rate them in today's episode. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to part two of our uh, head injury series for for uh, workers' comp impairment rating head injuries, why it's difficult. And today we're going to go over a chapter that I am quite familiar with myself, uh, hearing loss, tinnitus, and not so much vertigo. But uh, for, for me, it's not quite work comp related. It's more self-inflicted through things like music. But it's me, Corey, and I'm here with Dr. John Alchemy. How are you, John? Doing great. Ready to go. Ready to go, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's uh let's dive into chapter eleven of the AMA guides. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so we're gonna work our way through these um little mini podcasts about each chapter, and um and uh, go through <clears throat> how head injuries get rated in these particular chapters. So we're gonna start with chapter eleven, and um, that's the uh, head and neck and related structures uh, chapter in the AMA guides. And in there, the three most common things that you'll find with head injuries are hearing loss complaints, and that can be um, one-sided or bilateral hearing loss. Um, Number two, uh, tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, a very, very frustrating um, and very common uh, result of uh, head injuries. And and then uh, thirdly is vertigo. Um, So those three things um, all reside in chapter 11. And we're going to talk to them, <clears throat> talk to those issues a little bit today. The first thing we'll talk about hearing loss is <clears throat> it's it's pretty important that as soon as someone has a head injury, that you ask them about uh, hearing loss. You can do some things, you know, in the emergency room or in the exam room, pretty simple with like tuning forks and rubbing your fingers and doing those kind of things. But usually people will tell you if they have, you know, subjective hearing loss. And the most important thing to do um, if they do have hearing loss, if it's profound, they're going to have to have like an MRI test um, and a visit with a head and neck surgeon. Um, but if it's kind of, you know, some nonspecific hearing loss, or it's just a little hearing loss more than, you know, on my on my other ear, it's really important to get that audiogram done um, because the audiogram is, is the key to impairment rating for hearing loss. And I always think of hearing loss kind of like vision loss because when you're rating hearing loss, you have to average it over both ears because obviously we can hear out of both ears. Right. Um, and vision's the same way. You know, if you have one eye that's injured, you know, you still have your good eye and then your bad eye has to be factored in with the function of your good eye and stuff. So in that way, ears and eyes are similar. But um, but the audiogram is really the thing that drives um, that drives the hearing loss. And then the, the tinnitus, which is the most common one, is not really... Um, a whole lot of impairment value. It's only worth about 2% whole person impairment. Um, whereas, you know, if you have like uh, total deafness, you're looking at 35% whole person impairment. So, um, you know, so it is, um, it is probably one of the more common and one of the lesser rateable values, the tinnitus um, that comes on and you can have the tinnitus with or without the hearing loss component. Um, so, so kind of keep that in mind that it's a common problem, but it doesn't carry a lot of weight for impairment rating um, relative to hearing loss. Sure, and then the last thing, 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it's extremely annoying. And yeah. it would be another podcast to talk about the treatments, frustration and, and stuff for it. But today we're just kind of talking about uh, this particular chapter 11. Now, the last one is vestibular disorders. And that's where you have a sensation of disequilibrium. And that can sometimes be the classic, um, you know, vertigo where the room is spinning. Although typically we see that with like ear infections and, and those tend to be self-limited. Um, but with head injuries, you can get, um, you can get a, a, a variance of that. You could have an injury to your cerebellum, which sits, which sits in the back of your head. And that can give you, um, definite, uh, balance problems as well. And uh, they they do refer to it as disequilibrium, um, which means that they're not specifically calling it vertigo, which is like when your eyes you know dart to the left and the right or up and down or in a circle motion. But this is um, this is a common one. Um, if, so, and it goes all the way from <clears throat> class one, which is uh, minor, you know, but no objective uh, findings, all the way up to a uh, class five which is given um, a maximum of 95% whole person impairment. And, wow. um, you know, and so this is someone who's like really disabled. Um, they have a hard time getting out of bed. They can't dress themselves. They have a hard time showering. Um, they right. probably can't drive. Um, and then, you know, they, they have this uh, also this other qualifier that has to be met that the patient in a class five vestibular disorder, it has to be so severe that you can't leave the house. I mean, that's bad. Yeah. Um, so, so, but, but anyway, there are five classes. Um, the impairment rating, uh, like I said, goes all the way from zero um, up to 95. The majority of the people, um, you know, that you'll, you'll find an outpatient is going to be somewhere between the class two, which goes up to um, 10%, uh, meaning they, you know, can do um, some of their uh, activities, except like high balance things like riding a bike, um, you know, or working, um, at heights where they'd have to have perfect balance and not fall down like scaffolding or something like that. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the more severe ones, um, are, uh, you know, the class three that goes up to 30%. And this is where, um, you know, you, you can do some of your activities of daily living, um, but you still, you know, may have some problems, like even riding in a car is going to be hard for you. Not, not, not that you can even drive a car, but it's yeah. hard to ride in a car because of the, the, the motion um, that's involved with that. And then four and five are, are really less common, but in general, the vestibular, you know, ratings tend to occur somewhere between two and three. Now, the other thing it does say is that two and three have to have supporting objective findings. That could be eye movements. It could be abnormal brainstem testing. It could be an audiogram. Um, you know, it could be, um, you know, the, what we call the Romberg test where you close your eyes with your feet together and you tilt to one side or tandem gait testing where you walk with heel to toe and, uh, kind of like the drunk driver test and you just can't do it. You tip over. So, um, so anyway, there, there are some things that have to be met to get these higher classes, but usually if you have, if you have, um, you know, pretty severe disequilibrium, you will be able to meet, um, you know, th those class criteria. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, goodness gracious, it's just our, we're on the first chapter that we're covering and already the, the idea of these, uh, you know, head injuries and stuff, it, it, you know, it can, it can get pretty bad. So, you know, where mm -hmm. you can in life, whether it's at work or wherever else, you know, protect your head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wear a helmet wear and a helmet. Yeah. Seat belt, uh, really good ideas. Wear a yeah. Seat belt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just uh, watch your head, wear, wear your hard hat at work. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and, and 
unrelated to brain injuries specifically. Um, but you know, if if you're if you're playing live music or you are uh, attending live music frequently, wear your earplugs because yeah, the I, I can tell you from experience that tinnitus is a it's no mm-hmm. joke. It's it's yeah. all it's always with you. Yeah, so, and it usually doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah. it just hangs out, and maybe it gets worse instead of better. Yeah, it's the best you can do is just learn mm-hmm. to tune it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so that 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 does it for uh, hearing loss, tinnitus, and vertigo, chapter eleven of our AMA guides, fifth edition. Yep. Is there any words you'd like to say in conclusion? Well, tonight? we always, we always like to talk a little bit about um, Rate Fast Express and how it helps you out. And um, you know, if you just have one of these things, maybe your primary treater can do an okay job on it if they're familiar with the audiogram and how to do the tables and combine and all that stuff. But you know, if you're dealing with multiple things, um, ringing in the ears because um, you know they can only be added in a certain way. There have to be certain criteria to add on that tinnitus and uh, the vertigo. You know, once you have to start combining multiple things, um, documenting that, it does get a little bit confusing. And we're just talking about one chapter here. And, um, you know, there are um, a total of uh, one, two, three, four, five chapters um, for, you know, rating head injuries. And um, and it can get very confusing. So Rate Fast is a great option to uh, get assistance with putting those ratings together correctly, accurately, and quickly um, for the stakeholders. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. It's, you know, it's good to know all this stuff. It's good to, especially if you're in the work comp profession, but you know, you don't, you don't got to learn every single bit of it if you're setting it to rate fast, because that's the part that we do. Mm -hmm. So so we, we hope you do. So once again, uh, thank you, John. I, I hope uh, our listeners will join us for our next part where we cover chapter 12, which is vision loss. So, yep. Yep. Absolutely, Corey. Awesome. Right. Yep. We will see you next time. Bye, John. Thanks for listening. For more about rating head injuries in workers' compensation, visit our blog at blog.rates-fast.com. If you have a question or comments about our episode, send us an email at caworkcompreport at rate-fast.com. And to try RateFast Express, the premier workers' compensation impairment report service, visit us at rate-fast.com.